This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Okay, good. Now we're now we're going. So now I can I can record how great of an idea this was. I'm not starting until I pour my cup of coffee. Yeah, I've got coffee going too. Coffee talk. Coffee Let's talk. talk. Coffee talk in the morning. It's pretty great though, actually. You know, I don't mind the I don't mind the like recording with a cup of coffee. Should we talk about like sex instead of what we usually Is that what you do in a morning show? That's have you seen Kathy Lee and Hoda? What what's a Hoda? I don't know what a Hoda is. <laughs> it's a it's a I think it's if some, it's about sex, is it some sort of some sort of sex toy thing? It's an STI, I think. An an Eskimo? A Hoda. A Hoda. You need to get it checked. Oh, you got to get your Hoda checked? Man. Yeah. I don't want any problems with my Hoda. That actually sounds like a bad thing. I actually, I always check my Hoda before I drive a car. You have to look under the car and check the Hoda. Okay. I think that that's probably a good idea. If the check Hoda light is on, then uh, you're really in trouble. So Kathy Lee has a sex toy called a Hoda, and you're supposed to check that before you drive? Kathy Lee Guyford. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. What is this, episode 59? I don't know what episode it is. Does it really matter at this point? It does, because you have to number the file that you send me so that I can put together an episode. Eventually, I'm just going to stop doing that, though. Yeah, oh, what are you going to do? I'm just going to say, say newest episode. Oh, and then, ooh, And then, like, the next ooh. week, it'll say newest episode. All right, whatever. Well, listener, this is probably episode 59 of Unqualified Gamers. I am Cody... As you know from last week's atrocity that was that was me trying to do an episode by myself, kind of, but not really because I feel weird doing an episode by myself because we're called Unqualified Gamers, which is plural, and thus I'm not really, I'm not qualified to do an unqualified podcast by myself. You are pretty good at talking to yourself, though. Yeah, you didn't listen to it. I'm assuming you talked to yourself for some of it. I talked to you for half of it. I made fun of you a that lot. That doesn't even make any I, sense, though. You don't even make any sense. You don't. The listener. Okay, so if it, if listeners are. Let's it, 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 zip side the morning show. <laughs> don't even know how to form a word. Oy, 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 oy. Boop. Yeah, I got the sound effects. It's good. Thank yeah, listen, listener, we we're recording for like the I don't know, maybe the first time ever, right? First time ever in the morning. What, which is that? This is the first time we've ever recorded. What's your name, John? It's John. We're recording for the first time ever in like the morning, which I actually might be a little more energetic in the morning than I am at night after I've worked for a long day. So I, yeah, you're hyper right I'm now. Actually, pretty excited. Well, I'm well caffeinated. Oh. Well, the next time we record at 9 p.m., just drink a pot of coffee. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. It does. That's why I had it. What was I talking about before you said your name? Uh, uh, the last episode where you were talking to yourself? Or me? The last episode. Dun, 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 dun. That's Dre, isn't it? Isn't that I don't Dre? know. I believe that's the next episode. Oh, so you're saying you forgot. You forgot about Dre. I don't even know why I do this with you. Hey, you wanna you wanna actually like start this thing? Should we start? No, because I'm fucking making coffee. Bitch. Oh my god, how long does it take you to make coffee? I don't know. I it 
Hold on. No. Holding. No. There you are. Still holding. Oh, what the f***, you b Google Plus not resizing correctly. Google Plus? Is that like Google Glasses? All right. Oh. What? Oh. Whoa. All right. Hey. Hey, guys. It's time for another exciting episode. Animal, animal, <laughs> and the penis in the morning. What is, are those? Th- that's what's that's what's happening. Is this is becoming a morning? That's show. right. You need you need to add some really horrible like boing 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 sound effects now and and boop. Hey, crazy guys! <laughs> what are the what are the unqualified crazies? Boy, <laughs> we're here to we're here to lock and load your tip top to the capitan. It's not. Let's seriously not have a podcast like that. I can't do Let's. I can barely deal with you normally, so that's... It's bad enough as it is. It's bad enough as it is. So, hey, um, it was Valentine's Day weekend over the weekend. It was. And I... I, I Doesn't the internet dump I, it kind of as forever alone weekend and then you get just a bunch of memes everywhere? <laughs> is that what they call it? Faw? Forever alone weekend? Faw is the acronym for no, that? No, no, just, I just made that up, but isn't that kind of what it is? I mean, isn't that... I don't know. I don't know. Will not be. I'm, I don't know. Well, you know what? Let's find out by polling our listener. Because what I want to start with this week, since you were not, you were gracious enough to, you know, not care about the listener last week. I want to put them first and talk about what they've been playing over the weekend, and then get into our stuff. No, I think that's good. So, what did our listener do this weekend? Uh, first of all, I shared the the eternal Valentine's Day poem from Symphony of the Night. Blood is red, holy water is blue, but enough talk have at you. It's not really... It doesn't sound very romantic. Well, it's from the game, but it it's not from the game, is what I'm saying. Anyway, um, Miles... Uh, so over the weekend, Miles is going to play Minecraft and the new Last of Us DLC. Hooray for video games taking the place of my social life. Haha! So I'm, I'm guessing no Valentine's Day plans. That sounds good, though. Uh, I've heard it's only two hours long, so I may just watch it on YouTube. Is that weird? I don't think it's weird, um, but really, uh, I actually kind of like that length as a DLC add-on. Like that for fifteen dollars. Well, I mean, what was your favorite game? Gone Home. That was like two hours for like twenty bucks. Yeah, and Gone Home was garbage, and it was a ripoff, and there is no reason anyone should have ever had to spend more than five dollars on that game. So. 15 bucks to me seems reasonable if it's a good DLC. To me, it seems re- that seems reasonable for that. Okay, I disagree. Hours. I disagree. I I I mean, Last of Us was my game of the year last year, don't get me wrong. It was really good storytelling. And yes, some people would spend 10 or 15 bucks on a good movie ticket, and I get that. Like it is it is comparable, but for some reason, when it comes to the video game entertainment medium, I like there's just too many cheaper options. I don't like the idea of fifteen dollars for for just a couple hours. I guess. Uh, I guess. Okay. I'm like. I, but I'm also I'm like cheap. Not, right. See, I'm not at the point anymore, really, in in my life where there's there's necessarily a a time. Like, I don't care about length of games so much anymore because I the commodity that I have now is time. So, like, I don't want to. If a game's really bad, but it's eighty hours long, that doesn't. So, like that's not good to me, right? Oh, your quality, not quantity. I, it, well, no, it kind of it is kind of what it is, though. I mean, that's kind of what it is. 
You're what it is. Now what? Sure. Sure. I guess I guess I can't really argue with that. No, you can't because it didn't make sense. So there's that. Right. Well, anyways, isn't a word. I would like to I think I'm going to watch it on YouTube. Didn't you say you've watched through a let's play of a game or uh, something? I have watched through a number of games uh as let's plays. Right. So I may actually do that. And it, you and know, for weird. a game that you know that you're never gonna buy, for instance, for me, um, it was um, Metal Gear. Wow, I, I literally just completely. Oh, Deadly Premonition. How could I not think of that name? Uh, Deadly Premonition, which was this kind of like cult classic, weird game that was kind of in the vein of um, Twin Peaks, the TV show, and it was really entertaining to watch a let's play of that, but it looked like a game I would never want to play by myself because of how horrible like the mechanics and stuff were, but it was really entertaining to watch as a let's play. All right, cool. Okay. Well, in any event, good on you for, uh, hold on. I have to scroll back up miles for playing the last of us DLC. I'm sure it's really fun. I know it's really good. I'm just cheap. That's the moral of this story. Uh, vintage gamer, Charlie yesterday, my friend and I beat Mega Man and base, and then in parentheses, well, technically he beat it, and I watched in disgust. The problem was simple. Just because it's a Mega Man game doesn't mean you use Mega Man. LOL, but other than that, uh, done some post-game boss slaying and farming in Final Fantasy XIII, too. hi That's the sound effect we make for uh, Final Fantasy XIII, two references, that's John. Our, that's our game. That used to be our game. We used to talk about that all the time. And I, I've mentioned Mega Man and Base the last two weeks when, when Vintage Gamer Jarley mentioned it, how atrociously difficult it is. And yeah, I would watch and disgust if I had to watch somebody beat it too, because it's stupidly hard. So I won't get back into that. Uh, Justin, more bravely default, gonna download Earthbound on the Wii U and finally play that for the first time amongst a Valentine's Day opera gig Saturday and Game of Thrones dinner Sunday. Who needs love anyways? True dat boy um Game of Thrones Game of Thrones isn't back until April though, is it? I don't know. I don't really watch the show on I mean or of HBO. I don't but okay, but my friend just shared a trailer and it doesn't come back. So I don't know I I guess it doesn't need to be new and maybe it's like a book. Maybe he was gonna make dinner and then put a book on one side of a candlelit table and then eat a romantic meal with a physical book. Maybe. Or maybe he'll just eat the book. Maybe he'll eat the book. And that's cool that he got Bravely Default. I'm guessing the full game. Did you play the demo yet? No. I started it, and I, uh, it's, um, I'm going to sound really, really, really dumb for saying this, but it it's hard. Uh, I've died three times. That's great! Like, in, like, we're talking within the first, like, two battles. I'm bad at it. I'm very bad at it. But... I can tell from the outline of the way the game is structured that I would love it if I were not terrible at it. You know, I believe you can get better at games as you play them. So I'm going to rage quit that for a while and go back to Pokemon Y and then go back to the demo. But you know we talked about how the demo is storyline in addition to the game? Yeah. So if you complete the demo, you get permanent in-game bonuses for that carries over for when you get the actual game. Oh, really? 
Yeah, there's like five um, bonuses. They're like five or seven, and it says at the start, they're like if you complete the the demo, there are up to five or seven uh, bonuses you can get, and those will carry over to the full game. Um, they limit the amount that'll carry over to the full game, so you can't like power level to ninety nine and then carry it to the full game. But you can get certain things, and it'll give you certain items, and those carry over. So that makes the start of the full game easier. So I'm thinking, for me, I'm thinking that that Bravely Default will be a good game once the baby comes because it'll be on a handheld system that I can just kind of easily close and open again. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm probably going to be waiting until then to get it. Yeah, I think the demo – I mean, you mentioned this before that you thought the demo was cool because it's it's not the main story. It's like additional yeah. stuff. But the bonuses for me, like that's the same thing. So play through the whole demo and then if you hate it, then you don't have to – That's exactly, that's exactly right. And, I, I, you know, I'll probably start with that before I go on to the regular game. But it's definitely something I'm interested in, especially with all the buzz about it. There's a ton of buzz about how it's like one of the – just it's it's really progressive in terms of jrpgs did you know there's an encounter slider and you can literally turn off the encounters if you want to what yeah, how, no. how cool is that well what i was noticing is awesome is you can fast forward through the battle animations so it's turn-based so you know it's one of those rpgs like final fantasy 10 where you input your party's commands yeah and then it runs them all down like final fantasy 3 i guess would be a better example the original final fantasy 3 um, or the first three in the series. But yeah, you input them all, and then you hit, like, go, so that you kind of activate, so then they all go, or whatever, at the same time. And you can fast-forward through that, so that you don't have to just sit and watch all the animations. Because that's one of the biggest drawbacks of playing, like, quote-unquote, old-school RPGs, is just, like, sitting and watching the battle animations for some t- sometimes. Yeah, well, like I said, this so there's... There's a lot of really pr- supposedly progressive ideas. I like how we're talking about a game that neither of us have played. Uh, but the, this encounter slider is one of the coolest things to me. Because like if you're in the middle of a dungeon and you're running out of resources and stuff, you can just turn off the encounters if you want to go fight the boss. The thing is, the bosses are all going to be like set levels. And so if you turn off encounters, you're obviously going to be completely underpowered when you get to bosses. So right. you, have to, you have to... But you can also turn up the encounter rate if you want to grind levels. There's just it's really cool. Like the ideas are really that's really neat. Yeah, no, I'm surprised that wasn't in the tutorial though, because I I ran around the field for like you know 15, 20 seconds yeah. when I could have hopefully gotten in a battle sooner. Oh, and and you can some like you can summon your airship from anywhere when you get access to it. That's cool. That, like, how is that not a thing? That's that. Yeah, it it that that should be in everything. I mean, that's great. The, it does seem really cool. No, the graphics are awesome, by the I mean, they're way. They're Final Fantasy IX-ish, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah, but it's the 3D effect. The 3D is really well yeah. done. Like, really, really well done. And, like, the first town you're in is just so visually impressive. For, and it's on the 3DS, so it's handheld, but it's very, it's, like, legit, like, visually impressive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, well, good on you, Justin. I hope you enjoy that. Uh, Matthew is playing Anti-Idol, a fun Flash game on Congregate with a K. Do you know what Congregate is? It sounds like some sort of social media site. Interesting, okay. Uh, also, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I will likely squeeze in some Minecraft. Is Black Flag the, the patriotic one? No, that's the that's three. The colonial, that's, the colonial that's one? That's Assassin's Creed 3. Four is the one where you're a pirate. A pirate. Yep, that's what I said, a pirate. 
Uh, Jamie is playing more Bravely Default, the new Last of Us DLC, and maybe some of the new Steel Diver game Nintendo put on the eShop. Steel Diver. I think it's a 3DS game of some kind. I don't know. He said the free version is actually a lot of fun, and he's got to check out the multiplayer. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. I, I feel like I read something about it somewhere, but I didn't get it. I think it. it's an AR title, if I'm not mistaken. Augmented reality? Yeah, but I'm not sure. I, I could be totally making that up, but that's I think that's what it is. Okay. And Christopher said, This weekend I played Mario Picross, Super Smash Bros. Brawl with a... This weekend I played Mario Picross, Smash Brothers Brawl with a lot of my brother's friends, and since I discovered mods in Minecraft, I did a modded survival with the Pixelmon and Morph mods. You don't know what any of that we, means, and neither do I. We need to play mine. We need to play Minecraft. I, that's a hole that I can't. I can't go down that hole. There's no way. What I'm. You played League of Legends. Here's what. Here's my plan. I am going to raise my son to the age of seven. And then he is going to educate me about all of the stuff that is Minecraft. Oh, is that he it? He is the demographic that that game is made for. I actually went on a date with a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> it, could have, it could have been an awkward start to that story. <laughs> especially especially after last week's party. And I, I asked the kindergarten teacher. No, she's actually in her mid-20s. I went on a date at, at some point in time with the kindergarten teacher and i said do you know all these kids shows like do you do you have to know what's cool with the kids or whatever and she goes i have no idea all they ever talk about is she said there were three things that was all they talked about one was something i'd never heard of one was something i never heard of and the third was mario oh ipads it was ipads and i have heard of ipads it was some tv show on nickelodeon i've never heard of ipads and mario so I was like, well, that's cool. Mario kicking it old school. Yeah, iPads, touch touch interfaces for kids, from what I understand, are just insane. Like, Are you going to get an iPad for your kid when he's like two? No. So he doesn't know that when you open a magazine, you can't actually slide the pictures on the page? Hell no. Really? No. Good. I support your decision. No. Yeah, I think, uh, I think kids are getting them too early. Like, I, I'm not giving my kid a cell phone when they're seven. Like, why? I guess maybe it'll make your life easier. You know, they got those. I guess phones, I know nothing. They got those phones where you got like two buttons, though. Like, if I'm gonna get my kid a cell phone, that's the kind I want. I want like the one where you press one button and it calls mom, and then like another button and it calls dad. That's fair. That's fair. And I, hey, hey, I know nothing about parenting because I uh, I don't have I don't talk to girls, which is a prerequisite for having a a, a kid. You went apparently. to you went to school with the or you uh, went on a date with the kindergarten teacher. I did. That happened. Oh, but my point in mentioning that was that you may not be hip to all the kid stuff, but maybe it's different for parents and teachers. I don't know. I just work here. I'm unqualified. <laughs> hey, this is our transition of the morning, kids. <laughs> was that everything? Was that everyone? That's, that's what everyone other than us played over Valentine's Day weekend. Right. Have you heard about this Twitch Plays Pokemon thing? Yes, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, have you have you looked at it? Everyone has heard it's of this Twitch played Pokemon. Such thing. a cluster. F it is such. Like I turned into it. And I was I was thinking that it would at least be like a semblance of something that would be watchable, but it's it's not. It's not watchable. It's not. It's not watchable at no. all. No, because there there's no like consensus 
in terms of how they're controlling the character. So it's basically just opening menus and moving around the menu and stuff. I have no idea how they've gotten as far as they have. I, I want to say the last. I want to say the last time I looked at it, they had gotten like four badges or something. <laughs> Which I don't even know how that's possible. So uh, there are some theories on that. There are some theories. The theories are well. First of all, it started when it started. It wasn't as big. There were only a couple hundred people, and uh, you know they got a couple thousand people at the beginning, so there weren't as many. And then the other theory is that when it's nighttime in North America, then there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like a lot fewer people, so most of the actual progress happens overnight. That is kind of a funny theory, and basically, it makes North Americans sound like doesn't it? Well, I mean, have you been in North America? Have you been on the internet, is basically what you're saying. You know, their main Pokemon is a Pidgeot. <laughs> That's like the Pokemon that they're using, is a Pidgeot. It's it's pronounced Pidgeot. Pidgeot. The, the point is, is it's, ridi- it's such a ridiculous concept. Like, I feel like... God, the... I I know I say it I may have said it like every week for a month now, but the internet is the weirdest place in the world. It the internet is just the weirdest thing. I will say I mean Twitch plays Pokemon is is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on the it internet. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. A fucking pigeon. So I said last week that you had to go do real life stuff and uh, maybe have a baby. Uh, maybe have a baby and I have news on that front. Oh, oh. It, it, well, I just want to say the way I phrased it was apparently John's wife's health is a concern in life. And I didn't mean it like something is wrong. Her health is a concern. I just meant it like apparently John has to help nurture another human being that he cohabitates with who happens to be pregnant. So, uh, listener, I hope you didn't panic and think something was wrong. I don't think anyone did, but just on the off chance. Yeah, no, nothing's, but it's, cause, nothing's really wrong, no. No, nothing is wrong, and I, I, I didn't really imply it, but in case anybody thought I did, there you go. Nothing's wrong, but things have been, things have been intense a little bit, right? Like you're, you're kind of like yeah, they definitely haven't, but there, there's a, there's a lot more kind of clarity, and there's a definitive end point at this point. So we got an induction date, an induction right, date, and what that is, uh, for those of you who have never been through a pregnancy before and know nothing about it, is it's the day. It it is a day that you and your doctor agree upon that they are going to they are going to start labor. Like they are going to that is the day that they are going to start the process of the hospital stay to have the baby. And they can do that with a couple of different methods, one of like one of which is they actually break your water for you, and then another one is they use drugs to to they use synthetic hormones that your body produces naturally when labor starts, and they actually start your labor for you. So we have a date, and that is Friday. So the latest that this baby will come is Friday. If it comes earlier than that, it comes earlier than that. But he will be... And the earliest is while we record this podcast. That's right, the early... Well, we're going to finish first, because <laughs> we've got to finish the episode for our listener. Right. Um, that is the... Right, that is the... But that is the latest that he will come, will be Friday, which is great, because it gives us an end date which is the biggest issue right now is just it's it's i feel like we have been anticipating going into labor for for like 5 weeks yeah because cuz your number one thing last week was you hadn't been sleeping because there's there've been some a couple false alarms and a couple yeah like... i mean i think altogether we've had about four fourish false alarms we've only gone to the hospital for two of them um but that I, 
it's just it's more just like the stress every day of thinking you're gonna like thinking that she's in labor. So yeah, I would imagine that's quite a bit. But yeah, we have an end date, which is awesome. And and we're posting this episode Thursday, so literally, listener, by tomorrow. Well, if you listen the day this episode is posted, by tomorrow. Look, point is, by the time you listen to this episode, John will probably have a baby. And we're going to assume that I probably won't be here next week either. Oh, really? Mm, yeah, because I'm going to be getting – I mean, you stay in the hospital for two days after the baby is born. So if the if the labor, for instance, takes f- through Saturday, I am going to be – I mean, I'm going to be in the hospital through Monday even. Right, and we record Monday night, so you'll get home and record with me. So it's going to be a good weekend either way. All right, so I'm going to have to find a guest host for yeah, next Yeah, but see, week. I'm giving you such a long length of notice. Like, this is, you know, boss, I'm taking a day off, you, you f***ing slave driver. You're supposed to tell me two weeks in advance. In, in advanced? Yes, in advanced. That's what I said. You heard me. Okay, so, um, yeah, super excited about that. That's kind of my update on, on baby, baby time. So, This is Unqualified, a baby podcast for those of you just joining us for the first time. That's right, but it was, you know, Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, VDW. And I have a Valentine. It's, v. It's, it's my wife. It's not you. I'm sorry. W. But I still love you. Um. L-Y. So my my wife got me a uh, a ninety minute massage for for Valentine's Day because it's been it's been stressful. So it's like you know here's something to no that's here's something to de that's... here's something to de stress. Um, that sounds very appropriate. Yeah. So uh, I went and got that, and I I kind of forgot. It's been a really long time since I've had an actual massage, so I kind of forgot what that all entails. Um, but you like you you go to that like salon and they everything smells really good and everything's like really softly lit and they're like can I get you some water while you wait and fill out this paperwork and I just felt like a total douchebag <laughs> sitting there during that you know I don't know um did you have a shot of wheatgrass uh no no I, there was no wheatgrass but it, it you know it it was just it felt really weird to be like pampered right I don't know Maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. It's just it was it was weird. And then getting getting touched for ninety minutes. It's actually pretty nice. Like it was actually very nice. But I forgot that you kind of feel like you kind of feel like shit for a while after a massage. Yeah, because because uh, of all the toxins or whatever. So sometimes you feel sick. Yeah, and so the the last time I I really got a massage, I I spiked a fever that night of like a hundred and two degrees. What? Yeah, but it's because I didn't know that. Apparently, you're supposed to drink like a ton of water when you get a massage. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. So the first time, I didn't drink a ton of water, but this time I did. I drank just a, an incredible amount of water throughout the day, and I felt I felt great, and I felt uh, great that day. Um, so I was like, you know, I've also wanted to start exercising again. So um, a new gym just opened by our house. And it it is literally within like walking distance from the house now. So, I got a membership to that gym, okay, um, and I started like a a weightlifting routine, and I'm at that point now where I haven't lifted weights in maybe like nine months, 
And so, oh, and so yeah. I did that thing where, you know, I re- there was a period of time where I was, I was actually lifting weights three-ish times a week, maybe four times a week for a good six months straight. Yeah. You know, and I, th- like, that was a point in my life where I felt really good. And I was like, I remember doing that. I was good at that. So I, like, started, like, this um, – I downloaded this app. It's, like, this generally agreed upon really good app for weightlifting. And I, I – it's got these different routines in there that are, like, full body routines. And I um, I started that and uh, forgot just what it's like to start lifting weights again after you haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. And the following I, – I had that thing where uh, I got done and the, the whole the whole routine took me probably too long. Like it ended up being like eight exercises and it took me like an hour and 20 minutes to get through, which was probably my first sign that I'm a little out of shape. Um, but then I got done and I had that thing where I was in the locker room and I was trying to take off my shirt and I couldn't lift my hands over my head. Yes. You know? So I had that feeling thing, and then I was thinking to myself, man, I'm in big trouble later. So uh, the following day, I could not lift my arms to wash my hair in the shower. And I'm still at that point. That was on Saturday. I'm still at that point now where I am just in a tremendous amount of pain. And it's not like an unhealthy pain. I know. I know if I've like... Like I know what a straight like like what a strained muscle feels like or stuff like that. It's nothing like that. It's nothing that's like serious. It is just right. my muscles being like, "Hey, fuck you." Like, why would you do this to me? Is kind of where it's at. So, um that's kind of that's kind of my thing. Since then, I've gone back. I the main reason why I joined this gym again was because there's a pool there too, and it's it's a pool that nobody uses. So, and I love to swim. It's like my favorite aerobic exercise. So I'm I'm swimming again and that's super exciting. Good for you. I can barely swim. But barely. But that was like that was my non-video game related activity the weekend. And so on Valentine's Day, is that when the massage happened? It actually was, yeah. It was on Valentine's Day. Okay. So that was your Valentine's Day. It was. That that was my Valentine's Day thing. Cool. All right. I actually um did spend my Valentine's Day with a girl. Uh she's not a girlfriend. But I spent it with a female who, get this, actually put effort towards ensuring that I had a nice Valentine's Day. And that's, I think, the first time that has ever happened. I mean, does she have a significant other that's not you? No. Oh. No, we're, we are kind of seeing each other-ish, but she's not my girlfriend. So, but, um, she, uh, yeah. Actually, put effort into into helping me enjoy. So, what'd you mine, do? Which, well, I I don't want to actually get into any details. I'm sure the listener is thinking many dirty things right now. I'm sure you're probably wrong, whatever you're thinking. But um, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. But she just she she put forth an effort, and she kind of tried to make me feel like uh like we were like like hey, we're two people that that like each other. Let's do something nice for each other, and it, it was cool. Because any other year I've ever been dating a girl, it's just, oh, I'm going to spend $60 on flowers for you and then take you out somewhere or make you dinner, and then you are worthless. It's kind of what it's been historically. Sorry, ex-girlfriends listening to the podcast. That's just how it's been. So this was this is a marked change. A marked, marked change. 
I saw an infographic last week, and all infographics are true because they're infographics. And you typically find them on the internet, which also clearly makes them true. Always true. I saw an infographic, and and it, it was a breakdown of males versus females on Valentine's Day, uh-huh. and it had it had the percentages of males versus the percentage of females who like do something for their significant other on Valentine's Day, and men it was like seventy some percent, and women was in the twenty percent range. Twenty percent. Like I find yeah, that yeah. really hard to believe. I don't think I've ever. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever not had a Valentine's Day where I've had something done for me. But you have been with your wife for like eight it's years. It's been a really long time. That's true. And she's awesome. She is, aw- and she is awesome. She's, she's, really, she's awesome. really awesome. And I've met her once or twice. And uh, <laughs> I've met her several times. She's awesome. Legit. And I have had several different girlfriends. And this is the one. Like, And she's not even my girlfriend. That's the crazy part. Like, No girl I've been in a relationship with has ever done jack shit for me on valentine's day so it's like oh hey you did something nice for me holy crap let's like let's uh let's have a party i mean i feel like it's that's the way it's kind of supposed to work that's crazy to me that you've never had that's crazy yeah well there's maybe that's a reason why they're my exes uh so uh yeah it was but i had a really great valentine's day and spent it with somebody cool so that was fun and uh then the rest of the weekend i i didn't I didn't do anything crazy, like go to any college parties or anything. Just kind of sad, kind of sad, really. Yeah, no, that was a big that was a big weekend for you. I know that college I know, party I weekend. Um, and actually, to end my weekend uh, on Sunday, I I watched the first episode of BBC's Sherlock. And we all and, know you really like uh, you really like English shows because of how obsessed you are with Doctor Who. So. Based on your reaction, I'm going to guess you've never seen Sherlock. Actually, is it BBC Sherlock? Didn't didn't America come out with a Sherlock where Lucy Liu Watson's was a woman? Yeah, where Lucy Liu. Yeah, okay. This is different though. This is the British Sherlock. Have you? And I'm I'm a hundred percent sure you've not seen it. I have not seen because it because of your because of your reaction. You've not correct. No. Right, because anyone else I mentioned this to would freak out. Anyone who's seen the show is just like, oh my god, BBC Sherlock. Because last night I started watching it, and I was like, I know I'm going to get a response if I just tweet this. So I literally just tweeted the sentence, I just started watching the first episode of BBC Sherlock, and three people favorited it. Like, within five minutes. I feel like English like English uh, shows are the new anime of our youth, right? So... There's there's just this there's this incredible fandom, especially with something like uh, Doctor Who. Like the fandom is so strong and they're so passionate. Hold on, I'm writing this down. Okay. Of our youth. No, I literally just wrote that down, that quote. English shows are the new anime of our youth. That's that's like really really accurate. Yeah, because there's like the fandom is so strong and it's like if they're, and they get so defensive too, right? Like the people get so defensive about that particular genre of whatever. Um, especially uh, anime was, was is particularly bad. Where people are like if you don't like if you don't like anime, you just you don't understand what makes it so good. It's you know, right. like some people probably just it's not for them, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's just like what that's kind of the feeling that I get with English shows. Maybe it's because of all the Doctor Who fans that I've met and how incredibly attached to that show they are. And for me, it was just kind of, the show was just kind of meh. 
How much did you watch of it, though? Yeah, it's like six or seven episodes. Right, you didn't get to David Tennant. Okay, so I don't want to have to watch 15 hours of something or play 15 hours of something for it to get good. No, I'm see, I think it gets good with Christopher Eccleston. It gets legendary and literally borderline life-changing when you get to Tennant. But I think Eccleston is still good. I think it's still a good show. And when you get to the last few episodes, it's like, whoa, there's a crazy roller coaster. But I think the whole first season is pretty good. Okay. I mean, that's how I felt about Doll... Well, like, Dollhouse with Joss Whedon, the Joss Whedon show, like, it got foxified. So, like, the Fox Network made him sex it up and make it, like, kind of your generic crappy action series for the first three or four episodes. And I knew that going into it. So I kind of, like, bared with the first couple episodes to get a little bit of good Whedon and mostly just Fox garbage. And then he just kind of lets loose with the script and it's awesome. So, like, I don't know. I'm willing to sit through a couple hours. But Doctor Who, I feel like, the fir- after the first few, it gets it's pretty good. Okay. So, I don't know. I would, I, would, I would recommend watching it. But everyone I've talked to says Sherlock is, like, of course, because no one ever uses uh, hyperbole ever. Especially not me. Literally never. Yeah, borderline but, life-changing. Right. Uh, right. Um, it's like one of the best shows ever made, Sherlock. Every so I don't know how much you know about it, but every episode is about ninety minutes. It's like a full like movie length per episode. Wow, it's a really long time. Yeah, but season one is three episodes. Season two is I think five, maybe. Uh, and they they just started season three, so it's it's not like there's a lot there. Sure. But if you if you and your wife need a movie night and you don't want to watch a movie, but maybe just a 90-minute thing, Sherlock is good. It's very witty. It's very funny. I did have to turn on subtitles for two different scenes because Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Sherlock, uh, speaks so quickly and so Britishly that I didn't catch everything he said. Is it like Cockney, or is it... No, it's just British. It's just... But with, with with, with a very heavy accent and speaking... To your native audience who natively speaks your language, like, the accent is strong enough and he's... Right, your native language of English. Right, his native language of English. Um, He zips through some some dialogue and I needed to grab subtitles. It's fine. It's whatever. Sure. Lock. (laughs) Do you get it? You said sure and I said lock. No. Before I ask you what you've been playing, I want to talk about a video game related thing which is not going to be a full video game thing. And what I'd like to do is preface what I'm going to say and spend an equally lengthy amount of time on the preface as the amount of time I actually talk about the thing I want to talk about. So, like, what I'm doing right now is vaguely describing what I'm about to discuss, and I would like for this chunk of time during which I am vaguely describing the thing I am about to talk about to be equal to or greater than in length to that thing which I'm about to discuss. And I want to get your thoughts on that so that I have your thoughts on my preface to the discussion before I get your thoughts on the actual discussion. Do you want my thoughts to the preface and then my thoughts on the discussion, or do you just well, want my thoughts on the premise? I, pre- the premise is not what I said. I said the preface. But now I'm going to spend at least 10 seconds talking about the difference between the words premise and preface. Y- you know what's funny? is it's It's like... I'm acting like we need to fill time, but we don't. We're already at nearly an hour of recording, and yet I'm still rambling just to kind of, like, stretch the length of this podcast. How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel so bad. 
for our listener. So, first of all, do you have a game to review this week? Yeah. Okay, before we talk about uh, – we'll talk about your game first. But first, first, I want to talk about – I got lightning returns over the weekend. Uh-huh. You don't sound very excited about that. Eh. It's final – it did a- you not get it? No, I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to buy it, man. What is wrong with you? What do you mean what's wrong with me? Like, I think it's probably okay to be a little burned out on that on that particular series. I I wasn't particularly enamored with 13-2. It was good, but it – I don't know. It's but don't you want to know how it all ends? No, thirteen two story was horrible. It was <laughs> horrible. It was really bad. It was well, so the story bad. Was, the story was okay. It, the ending. was Oh terrible. my god, that game. That story was so bad and convoluted and stupid. Like it's just no. It's not. I don't. I did not leave that game thinking. Oh my god, what's going to happen? I left it thinking like this is dumb. So no, I don't. I don't need to see how it ends. Okay, well, I pre-ordered the game. Well, first of all, did I mention this last week or not? I don't know. No, I don't know if I did or not. But I, I, so I'll I'll sum it up. I pre-ordered the game from GameStop, and I I got it Friday, but it came out Tuesday. Do you know how pissed I was? You, how does that even happen? Because GameStop blows. Because you pre-order a game and it's like, oh, we'll ship it the day before it comes out. But we'll do it standard mail so you get it three to five days later. They shipped it standard mail? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you GameStop- not just go pick- Did you really think people were going to sell out of copies of this game? Why didn't you just go pick it up? Because because I needed to... Uh, because, God, I'm so angry at GameStop. Because you can't pre-order from a physical location unless you go into the location. No, no, why even bother pre-ordering? Why not just go pick it up the day it comes out? No, it's not going to be sold pre-order out. Because pre-order bonuses, John. Have you ever heard of a pre-order bonus? Oh, you are the problem. No, I am not you the problem. You are the problem. How am I the problem? You, you're the guy. You're the problem. If I can get free additional content, why would I not get that free additional content? Man. Okay, continue with your story. Yeah, GameStop gamed me. They they systemed me. Because if you want to get it from a physical location and actually get the game the day it comes out, you have to pre-order it in-store. I can't do it over the phone, which is bullshit, by the way. Because for me to go to GameStop on the way home from work, it, it basically adds an hour to my commute. Because I have to, like, get off a train early, walk 10 minutes to GameStop, pre-order it, walk 10 minutes back, then wait for another train to go back up north. And that's before my transfer, because I transfer from one train line to another. So it, like, seriously adds about an hour to my commute. Maybe a little less. But at least 45 minutes. So, yeah, I didn't want to spend an extra hour to go to GameStop to pre-order it physically, then go back, and then, the day it came out, do the same thing to pick it up, because that's two hours of my time, and while I like free content, it's not worth two hours of my time free content. But no, I'm not... Yes, I guess I'm part of the problem or whatever. But it's Amazon's fault because Amazon didn't offer the same DLC. And this is the only reason GameStop still even exists and is relevant in any way is because of all their exclusive DLC, which, again, is total garbage because economy. So, uh, But GameStop had the better exclusive DLC. So I pre-ordered it anyway. Yesterday, I started playing the game, 
and I got through the the kind of first couple beats in the story where you kind of get acclaimed, acclimated to the story and the the battle system and things like that. Then I got to the point in the game where I could activate the DLC, and then I went on the PlayStation Network and. I had internet problems yesterday because Chicago and because that's what happens. So I couldn't download the DLC. So last night, that's why I watched Sherlock instead of playing the game because I didn't want to get further into the game without first activating the DLC. Is that weird? Yes. Uh, Yes. I'm very particular about my games, John. Yeah. I'm also downloading the Japanese voice pack. Which I'm very excited about. I think that I mean I think that that's legit, and I think that that's a little different than than needing some downloadable exclusive content, which is never. I, I mean, the game was not created with the anticipation of needing this downloadable content to be a complete game. That is why it is like additional exclusive content to these stores. Yeah, so th- but but I need free stuff. To enjoy a video game. And this is why you are part of the problem. This is why you are the problem. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, the Japanese voice pack is like 5 gigabytes, gigabytes even. So once that finishes downloading, uh, I will delve further into the game. But I'll definitely be reviewing that soonish. So what did you want my take on? Uh, That was pretty much it. How do you feel about me? And you feel pretty bad. You disgust me. Yeah, you di- yeah. you disgust me. All right. No, we just have so, we have such such incredibly different like philosophies about about how we consume video games. Like like you are you are so interested in eking out every single bit of content out of every video game, and I am totally fine with not eking out every bit of content. And I'm totally fine with just putting down a game too if I'm having problems with it and just not returning to it. I mean, I'm fine with putting down a game if it's atrocious. Yeah, I'm talking re- about, like, even if I've invested, you know, 50, 60 hours into it. Well, I, I never finished Wind Waker HD because I couldn't get all the heart containers. So that was a combination of our two philosophies because <laughs> I couldn't eke out everything. So I put it down. All right. Point taken. All right, good. So so, so what did you end up playing then? Because it sounds, like, uh, it sounds w- to me like you played Lightning Returns because you got it on Friday. No, uh, because Friday I was busy with Valentine's Day stuff, so I didn't even play it until Saturday or Sunday. Did I play it Saturday or – no, I didn't play it until Sunday because Saturday I went to the gym and I had all this other crap going on and uh, that just isn't worth even recapping. And then Sunday I played it a little bit, then did my radio show, which I do every week, and then got home, internet was down, watched Sherlock. So now it's Monday morning. I see it snowing outside, so I was going to go to the grocery store. That's not going to happen because after this recording, I'm probably going to go finish downloading crap and then play Lightning Returns for like six hours. Okay. So that's my at least tentative plan for right now. But no, the the game I'm going to review this week is NES Remix, finally. Okay. Because I'm far enough to actually be able to review it. But I want to know what you played first because uh, that's what I want to happen well i did play a japanese rpg that we uh haven't talked about yet um it's final Nino fantasy Kuni, Wrath of the White final Witch fantasy 13 3 lightning returns okay uh, it's actually lightning returns final fantasy 13 yeah i know they didn't even put 13 3 on there did they i actually didn't play that game um so 
I uh, here's a here's a fun story. I do, uh, you know I installed the new video card. It's super awesome. Um, I can tell it's a better video card because it requires like twice the amount of power that my original video card required. More power. Um, so uh, I installed that. Super excited about that. It makes everything look beautiful. Um, but I had I had been like dabbling in this game called The Last Remnant um, for a while, and I had sunk about thirty hours into it before my computer took a sh**, and I had to get that new video card. And I have kind of taken for granted um, Steam Steam cloud-saving technology, right? Do you, do you know anything about cloud-saving technology? Yeah, you save it on the cloud, which is... Right, some... and then you kind of pick it up later, right? And so for... I've never had the problem where I've had to erase data on anything. And if I've ever changed computers and like played a game on a different computer any of the games i've ever played have had cloud save where i would just pick it up and it's i mean it's it's awesome technology and listener you you probably know about it whether you realize you know about it or not but basically it just means that you save things on multiple devices without needing to save them multiple devices they take care of the of the saving for you um so i just assumed that last remnant had cloud saving technology so I erased all the data because I had to reinstall Windows and everything, and then I went to pick up Last Remnant again, and it had wiped all of my data because there is no cloud saving for it. Oh. Yeah, and so I was a little disappointed, um, and I was like, you know, I, I was really having fun with this game. I I kind of – I kind of – I'm going to do this again. So I restarted the game, right, and uh, – I it took me sixty five hours, seventy hours to beat. So I've been like plunking away at this game for for quite a while, um, off and on, and uh, I'm finally ready to talk about it. I'm and, glad you're ready to talk that about was it. it. I'm glad you reached that. That point. was it. I'm done. So thank you for talking about it. Yeah. So what did you play? That's what you get when you listen to the morning mix, mixing up with John and Cody. <laughs> So anyway, this is a JRPG, and the reason why I uh, I was drawn to it was because it was made by the the, the same it was made by the same com- not company the same team that did Saga Frontier. It's a Square Enix game. Uh, have you ever heard of Saga Frontier? Yeah, I can't remember if I tried to play it once though. So this or is not. so Saga Frontier and the Saga games are definitely not games for everybody. Um, they are incredibly obtuse. Their mechanics so their mechanics are hidden from you. There's a lot of things that are not spelled out at all. Um, and they're very open um, is kind of the general, that's the general motif of how a saga game goes. Um, when I say open, like the original Saga Frontier had seven different characters. Um, each character took anywhere from like seven to 12 hours to do their story. And there were some characters that literally had like two story beats for their entire story. Everything else was just you exploring yourself. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that game. I really wanted to play it. So again, it's not for everybody. I actually found it incredibly fun. I have played yeah. I have played through Saga Frontier. I have played through the entire game before, and that was really what got me interested in it. And I was the only person that that I knew of when when we were younger to actually play these games. Um so I've been kind of following the the series th- and through and this team through the years. Um, their games got 
so obtuse that not even like I could enjoy them through the PS2 era. Well, what do you mean obtuse? It means uh, I mean that like like greater than ninety degrees. Yep, that's kind of exact. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. So it was greater than ninety degrees. I mean that their their mechanics are so are so hidden. They're so unclear that like you like you don't you you almost can't like there are there are parts of some of the saga games where like you can't it's it's kind of it's hard to explain you can't even like plan you can't plan what you're doing really i don't i don't really know how to how to describe it so for instance there in in saga frontier you have no way of determining when your your team learns new abilities because um you just randomly learn them as you're fighting so like you'll, like you'll randomly or when you level it up it is quite literally random there are also no levels in the original saga frontier so you'll use an ability and just occasionally during the fight you'll like a little lightning bulb lightning bulb lightning bulb right the thing we plug into our into our electrical sock lockets sock lockets sock lockets <laughs> yeah a uh, an electric bulb appears above your character's head and then they just learn a new ability and then you have access to that ability so it and it is I, I kid you not, it is random. So like you just, oh, there's a lot of luck involved there. But it, there's all there's a system that's hidden behind the scenes that I think determines when you learn those abilities. But it is never explained to you. It is never made clear to you. It's just something that happens. Did you ever look into it? Like, is a is there a game facts on it, or is a there lot is of it... there is, and like the math and stuff involved is dumb. Like it's not anything. So it, there is there is an there there is an algorithm, but it is essentially randomness unless you're really good at it. Exactly, it's completely hidden. So anyway, I'm getting way caught up here in the original saga stuff, but that is the characteristics of a saga game. So Last Remnant made by the same team, um, and it your traditional Japanese role-playing game is like a small team of people, right? And maybe like three or four, five if you're lucky, to a team. You do like random battles, that kind of thing, right? Um, this game is really interesting because... The story is dumb and and really nonsensical. It deals with, like, there are remnants, which are these things of incredible power. They're almost like Falci in Final Fantasy XIII, where, like, they kind of take care of cities. Like, remnants help cities support their their people, and I, they're, it's dumb. Like, the story's really dumb. Um, but the battle system is what drew me to it and what kind of kept me coming back. So... The way the battle system is set up, you've got a team of up to 18 people, and they are they are split up into different squads, um, and you're, you can have up to five squads by the end of the game. You like get access to more and more squads and stuff as the game progresses, um, but your squad has like a, a cumulative hit points that is based on all of the members of that particular squad. And all of the abilities of that squad are, are like, they're the individual individuals in each, in each of your squads have individual abilities in the battles. You do not have control over what abilities get used directly. You'll get a list of five different options and they'll be like, go for it or attack their leader or strike from the sides. And, they will break down the abilities that each character is going to use 
and it is random based on the characters that are in that squad. But you have control over your squad makeup, so you can kind of guide what abilities will show up more often by having the like the right members in each squad. Does that kind of make sense? It sounds almost like Final Fantasy thirteen. You're kind of the conductor. Yeah, a little bit. Only it's a little. There's it's it is far deeper than that. Okay. Um. So it's better, is what you're saying. N- not necessarily, but just because something is more complicated doesn't mean that it's better, right? So I don't know if it's necessarily better. It's it's more complicated. It's a deeper system. Uh, because there's, there's you know, there's uh, maybe 12 different ability types, of which there's like nine different abilities in each of those. And different people that you meet have access to different abilities. Nobody has access to all of the abilities except for your main character. Kind of like a, okay. a standard JRPG trope. So there's a, there's a, a, a good team building aspect to it as well, right? Because you have to like it. It is in your best interest in your best interest to make the most robust squads possible. Um, and that's kind of just the the general outline of the game. So then you get into fights, and you get into fights where you're fighting squads of enemies, and it's the kind of game where every random battle can kill you. Good. Yeah, because it like you need to approach every random battle with strategy. Is basically what it boils down to. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of button mashing going on because if you do, you've got the potential to die in every battle. And you like games like that. You really like that. Well, I would I mean, I would like to have to play I would like to play a game where I have to pay attention when I'm playing the game. So not Final Fantasy 12. Uh, Final Fantasy 12 is is fun to me. <laughs> for a different reason though. When my, when my roommates watched me play that back in the day, I'd be playing it, and they were they would basically say, oh, so you're just going to run around and let, let your auto-combat kill everybody. It was kind of true, but that's another conversation. Sure. Anyway. Uh, so, um, that I mean, that's like the general structure of the game, but then you'll, you'll go into the battle, and you'll have to pick these things, and there are, um, there are critical, there are basically critical triggers, and it's all, um, it is, it is, unabashedly quick time events. So it'll just trigger and it'll be like, hit this button in this amount of time. And then another trigger will happen. It'll be hit this button in a slower amount, in a, like a slower amount of time. So there's a, a huge timing aspect to that. And again, it, it it's unabashedly that, but it's because, because it, it, it just does that. And it doesn't, it doesn't try to justify it in any way. It's just like, hey, this is something to pay attention to, and you have to pay attention to it to fight effectively. It actually it it makes it it actually makes it better. Um, it doesn't like change what your characters do on the screen or anything. It just basically does like a critical attack, and it changes the order of attacks for those squads. Um, but it makes you pay attention to, to the combat. So your characters will randomly level up different attributes after the combat is done. There are no levels in the game. Um, so it does it does behoove you to to participate in random battles. That being said, uh, enemies are... they. There is a system in the background that is leveling up enemies as you play the game. So they are... They typically are continually challenging because of that. Um, and so that's fun. Because it keeps battles, it keeps random battles interesting. The bosses can be incredibly challenging, um, but it's basically just the combat system that has that had me going through the game. But it's got it's got these weird side quests that are uh, 
you know, there's there can be side quests that are really long. There's some really dumb Japanese role-playing game m- mechanics to some of the side quests. Like, there are different enemy sets for dungeons that you enter, and it only generates one enemy set when you enter the dungeon. And there'll be side quests where you have to have a specific enemy set to complete the side quest. And you may not know where that enemy spawns, like what enemy set that that, en- that the enemy you're looking for spawns in a particular um, enemy set for that dungeon. So you may have to like go through the dungeon, realize that you don't have any of the enemy that you're looking for, and then go out and respawn everything, which is dumb, right? Yeah, that's kind of Dumb, lame. bad, bad game design. Um, so there's there's some of that there, but the... Oh, and the battles take a long time. Like, some of the battles, uh, you'll find battles that are typically about two to three minutes long per battle. Wow, yeah, yes. that's long. Yeah, so they take a long time. So, like, you're, you're you know, if you if you have to do ten battles to get through a dungeon just to realize that you don't have any of the enemy that you're looking for, you have now used a lot of time. Um, but that being said, the combat was always interesting, and the localization is is really funny. So it's it's... It does not take itself seriously at all. For this for this game with such like this dumb this dumb story where these remnants take over the world and like they're taking care of all of the population and everything. It could be this it could be this horrible it could be Final Fantasy 13. Oh boy. Far too self-serious, right? Like looking back on that game, it was it was dumb how self-serious that game was. This game is yeah. none of that. Like, NPCs are constantly making dirty jokes, and, and again, it just doesn't take itself seriously at all. So, um, it's got kind of like a fun sense of humor as you go throughout the game, too. Um, I, I just, I really enjoyed it, and the combat system kept me, it is it is all that kept me interested in the game, because the story is not that good. So, if you are, like, looking for a Japanese role-playing game with like a mechanical aspect that's fun. Um, if you ever played the game, uh, and I know you didn't play this game, uh, but it was a what was it? it was a Tri Ace game for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and it's completely I'm completely blank on this game right now. Oh, it's a game where you're. Th- it was a Sega. It was a Sega published game. Tri Ace made it. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember what it's called now. Try Ace? I've never even heard of them. Yeah, I know they they're they make some pretty interesting games though. Regardless, it was what? it 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 had a very nonsensical story with incredibly fun gameplay mechanics. It's a lot like that. So it's all about the gameplay mechanics, about the team building aspect, not really about the story. But if that's what you like in your role playing games, if you're more about the combat and stuff like that, and less about getting a good story, I recommend the game. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I could get bogged down in the mechanics incredibly for for an incredible long amount of time. I, I promise I could, but I don't want to. Um, but it's pretty good. I had fun with it. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and you you've not beaten it yet, correct? I did. And how long was it? Seventy hours? Yeah. No. Keep in mind, I did like all of the side quests. There's a lot of free content that was downloadable content on consoles. Um, but it's free on the PC version. Mm. So yeah. So oh, and if you're thinking about if you're thinking about exploring this game, it was for Xbox 360. It was not for PS3. I lied. It's for Xbox 360 and PC. If you're thinking about getting this game, get it on the PC. Um, 
from all accounts of everything I've read for this game, the Xbox 360 version is is it's almost it's like too it's too hard. It's way too hard. What? How is the difficulty different? Because they they um, in the PC version, it it's not going to make any sense when I explain it. But basically, there are um, like filler characters that you can put in your party, and then there are leader characters. The leaders tend to have better stats. They tend to have more abilities and access to more abilities. And the filler characters are just kind of that. They're filler to increase the hit points and and ability points of your squads, but they don't really add a lot in terms of like ability to your squads. Well, there was a limit to the number of leaders you could you could have in your entire party, like six in the Xbox 360 version. There is no limit in the PC version. So oh. you can make your party like you can create your squads with a more robust set of characters in the PC version. And the PC version was hard enough to 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 win for me as it as kind of as it was. So I can't imagine not imagine not having access to all of the characters that I did. So that's why. If you're thinking about okay. getting this game, oh, and this game goes on sale occasionally on Steam, listener. So again, it's called Last Remnant. It was a Square published game. Um get it for $4 when it goes on sale cuz it will go on sale and you can get it for super cheap. And if you're looking for like a value proposition, it's incredible in terms of value proposition. And the game's beautiful. It's the first and I think maybe only game that was made with the Unreal Engine that Square has ever licensed. So one of the things one of the things and and this is a little insider baseball for something that we really don't know anything about because we're yeah. because we're unqualified. But Square almost always in fact al- always up to this point has made its own engine for games. So Final Fantasy 13 famously had the Crystal Engine which they spent forever making, and that's why Final Fantasy Thirteen took so long to come out. Right. When they had promised it. They had promised it, I think at one point they promised it as like a launch title for for that particular generation of system. It took like three years to come out. Um, and it's because they were working on this crystal engine to make the jump into HD. Uh, because they needed their own engine, right? And then even of then course. even then the game looked good, but it wasn't it's not like the most incredible looking game ever made, right? Uh, but this game, they licensed the Unreal Engine. So because they didn't have to make a new engine, they didn't dedic- they didn't have to dedicate nearly as many resources to like the graphical portion of the game. The game still looks great, though. But it allowed them to have kind of a smaller team concentrating on other aspects of the game. Interesting. Yeah, so that's just kind of a fun fact. When did you have 70 hours to play through a game? I've, 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 so it's a game that I've been playing over the course of like... I don't know, three weeks, like off and on, and when I it still seems I, I, like a lot of uh, a lot but of when hours. I, over but three when weeks. I'm not sleeping, right? Like, and and I can't sleep. I'm up at night. Then that's like two or three hours right there. And when you're not eating, I can eat and play games at the same time. But hence, eat, play, game. Your Twitter handle. That's exactly right. Look at that. Interesting. I had a question for you about this game, and it's gone. The question just left. That's fine. Because I'm looking outside because I, I opened my blinds a minute ago, bef- like around the time we started recording, and the snow, it is like, it's like a, bl- it's, it's snow everywhere. Yeah. There's snow. There's heavy snow it's, outside. It's a blue screen up here. Oh, you know what the name of that game was that I couldn't remember? It's called Resonance of Fate. What a dumb, oh, what a course. dumb name for a game. 
Never heard yeah, of it. What a dumb name. But pretty sure you made it. Resonance up. of Fate, mechanically super fun game. Story makes no sense. Again, a story that doesn't take itself seriously at all. A bunch of really inappropriate humor in there, so it's kind of funny and fun. The story doesn't make any sense. I feel like I just played an RPG that doesn't take itself seriously at all, and I can't remember what. Maybe you played it. I feel like I played it. Maybe you're confusing yourself with somebody else. I might be. I might be confusing myself with somebody else. Okay, so what did you play? NES Remix. I literally already told you that. It's like you weren't even listening. Wait a minute. Did you play a game? I've never played a game before. So I think the very first question that I asked you, because you mentioned NES Remix, I think, on the last podcast we did together. The very first question I asked you was, is this just a cash grab? And you said it was too soon to tell. So I'm going to ask you the question again. Now that you're playing it and now that you, like, are, feel fit to talk about it, is this just a cash grab? I don't think so. I don't think it's a cash grab. Okay. I would say, I would give this game a, I would give this game a 7 or 8 out of 10. That's pretty high praise for a game that I didn't think looked good at all. There's my review. Listener, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're done. Uh, <laughs> no, any it's it's um here's you know I, I've actually been, I've been thinking about how to talk about this game for for several days now because I have very like mixed feelings on it. I would play it and then I would finish and I would be like, okay, was I having fun playing it? And the answer was was not a resounding yes, but I've gone back to it several times. Now, to be fair, games don't have to be... F- I don't think that games necessarily have to be fun. I don't think Gone Home was a t- particularly fun experience, but I still I enjoyed the experience. Um, a game like, from what I understand, and I haven't played it yet, Papers, Please, um, is not, from what everybody says, there is like no fun in that game. But it is a very interesting game. So I don't think a game necessarily has to be fun. That being said, Nintendo doesn't really get by on their not fun games, right? Right, in that, yeah, so... That's I, that's I not their MO. This game is not, it's not bad, but it is, maybe it's, I, I don't know, it's so weird. Like, I literally don't even know if I like the game or not. I think I do, because I keep playing it. Like, last night I couldn't sleep, so I turned on my Wii U gamepad, and I just played while in bed, uh in my bedroom and I played a few levels and then I was done. And I don't know if that's the completionist in me because I want to beat all the challenges. I think I like the game. I think it's a good game. I think it's a fun game. I'm a little frustrated because I, there is virtually no crossover content as advertised in the trailer. So you remember we talked about there was that Flash game where you can play the first, the you know, Super Mario Brothers as the guy from Contra or Link or... I mean, that was the whole promise of this game was it was, it was it Nintendo characters though. in other characters, but it kind of was. That's how they advertised it. No, it's not. It wasn't. They didn't advertise it like that. They, they featured like a screen grab of... Of Link, and they 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 mix up some of the the stages within different NES games, okay. but they're not. That's not like putting one character into a different game is not a prerequisite for mixing up the stages and the games. So, like in Super Mario Brothers, there you know, like 
there's a remix level where it shows the background, all the like bushes and and um uh, and terrain as silhouette. Everything becomes just a silhouette, like kind of limbo like. And the enemies are also silhouettes, so you have to play through the stage as everything is a silhouette. There's another version where the it's a it's a kind of one of those like mushroom levels. I want to say a platforming level, but they're all platforming. It's a platforming game. You know, one of the like kind of sky levels where there's a bunch of tall mushrooms and you have to jump around on the on the different platforms. And there's a lot of pits. It's basically a giant bottomless pit, and you're going across the level. There's there's a remix version where. Every few seconds, the terrain turns off, and all you can see is Mario and Koopa Troopas. So you have to, like, short-term memorize the terrain so you can get through it faster. So, like, those are the ways of mixing it up or whatever. But you're not playing as Link running through Super Mario Brothers or playing as Mario in Clue Clue Land or anything, like, crazy like that. The only instance I've seen is playing as Link in Donkey Kong, and all that means is you can't jump. That's dumb. It's dumb. It was very challenging. And because of the inherent randomness in Donkey Kong, because the barrels don't always fall down the same ladders and things like that, you have to kind of count on luck a little bit to beat the stage. And I was not a big fan of that. Nope, that sounds pretty dumb. Right. So in terms of that, like, it wasn't what was advertised. And I don't know if it's Nintendo's fault or my fault for, like, thinking that's what was going to happen is like, oh, I'll be able to run through Mario Brothers as the guy from Zelda 2. Like, I don't know whose fault that is. I don't love that they put the link in Donkey Kong in the trailer. Obviously, they would because that's really cool in theory because everybody wants to play a game as a different character. But, like, that didn't. that's not what happened. The game didn't deliver on that. So if you're looking to play as, as Samus Aran in Mario or something along those lines, like, look elsewhere because that's not going to happen. Right. So that said, the games themselves, the remix, the remixes themselves are are pretty fun. So you, I've, I've, and I do want to mention this. How far away does your, how far away is your Wii U from your upstairs living room? Oh gosh, when, um, when you remote play, I don't know because there's vertical distance, right? So maybe a uh, hundred feet. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting at my computer desk. My computer desk. I don't know where my computer is, guys. I'm sitting at my desk in my bedroom, and the Wii U is in my living room. My Wii U is maybe 30 feet away from me. Okay. With nothing in between. Like, my door is open. If I if I actually roll my chair back about a foot, I, I, I can't roll back quite enough, but... Because uh, I, I have headphones on. But if I were to lean back, I would be able to see my Wii U. I have my gamepad in my hand, and it keeps losing the signal. I can't. I couldn't play from my bed without it losing the signal last night. I tell you, I, I it's got to be all of the different signals going on in Chicago. I think it's it, because I'm in the city. It has I agree. to be. Like, yeah. it, and that doesn't yeah. make any sense because I, no, I'm yeah. f- much further away. I promise you, and I can. I know. I know. I'm. I'm sure you. I mean, I've been to your place. I'm sure you are. But uh, that sucks. That sucks hard. That does suck. I'm not happy about that, um, and it's not the, it's not Nintendo's fault. I'm not I'm not breaking bad on them, but it sucks. It sucks that I'm in the city, and because I'm in a densely populated area with signals all over the place, I I can't use remote play. Like, I literally can't use it. I mean, I I can use it on my couch, but that's in my living room. So what's the point? Right. 
I live alone. They're like, I essentially can't use remote play, and that blows. That does blow. That that like completely defeats part of the big purpose of that Wii U. Yeah. So again, I Bummer. live alone, so it's not that big of a deal. But that that really sucks. Yeah. I'm not happy about that. Um. And there's not a lot I can do about it. I mean, I, I can't really rearrange anything. So, and, and like I said, I can see it. I, it's no more than thirty feet away. Right. I, I mean, it's it's right there in my living room. There goes door, and then about five feet of hallway, and then my living room. And it's at the far end of my living room, which is maybe maybe twenty feet. I, like I said, no more than thirty feet. And there's nothing obstructing it. No no walls. There's an open doorway. Anyway, you get the idea. I've now said the same thing eight different times, but. I, that really sucks. I'm actually getting a new router because uh, because I need like a dual band. You do. To... You need the higher. You need the higher frequency. Router. Yeah. So I should be hopefully getting a bonus from my job in a couple weeks, and with part of that, I'll be buying like a two hundred dollar router because that's apparently what I have to spend on one. Right. Which sucks. I believe I've actually brought that up to you before. But regardless, what's NES Remix like? Anyway, so back to NES Remix. Well, the reason I bring that up now is because I have the Wii, the Wii U gamepad in my hand, and because I wanted to refer to it, I have NES Remix pulled up, and I'm trying to... It just keeps saying the connection with the Wii U console is unstable. So uh, I won't be able to refer back to it much. But you're able to, right off the bat, play mini games from, from several different NES games, and then for each mini game you play, you can get up to three stars. And the more stars you get, the more new levels and games you unlock. So for each game, as long as you attempt a challenge, you have access to the next challenge for that game. So Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, I believe, has around 23 challenges. So if you do the first challenge, no matter what rating you get, even if you fail and get a game over on it, no matter what rating you get, when you exit that challenge, the second stage in Super Mario Brothers is unlocked. And then you can play that. And then if you fail, no matter what happens, you unlock the third stage. So that's kind of cool because if you really can't get past one thing, you can still at least play through the rest of one game. For every collection of stars you get, I think it's at first every five stars, maybe every 10 stars, maybe every 15 stars. For every five or 10 or 15 stars or whatever the interval is, you unlock a remix stage. And there's Remix 1. There's 25 stages in Remix 1. Then there's Remix 2, which I thought would be much different from Remix 1 because why would they make Remix... Like, why would they separate them? There must be a difference. No. Not to my knowledge. They're all just Remix stages. So, no real difference. And, And there is a lot of variety within the Remix stages, but let's just say there's 50 Remix stages, okay? And then... Beyond that, I think I'm at like 450 stars or so by now. I think after 300 or 350 stars or somewhere around there, you unlock... Uh, of course, I have to reach my gamepad to remember what this is. I think they're called bonus stages. On top uh, of yes, remix bonus. stages? Bonus remix stages? Uh, no, no. Bonus stages are different. Bonus stages contain uh, remix levels from games that are that don't really have a lot of remix levels. So, like, under bonus stages, there are bonus levels for, oh, God, I don't even know the name of the game. It's some, like, really bad brawler game where you can just walk forward and punch. I don't even know what it's called. Um, there's also remake, uh, remake stages under the bonus levels for baseball, like NES baseball, 
which there's no baseball category. So this is the only spot where you see baseball stages. Donkey Kong 3 has stages here. Tennis has stages here. Hmm. Um, so you get a, you get around to a couple of those games that don't otherwise have their own categories, and they're not previously featured in any remixes. Now, the 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 games that are available are like overall. Again, you start with five, and then not only do you unlock remix stages as you go when you get more stars, but you also unlock new games when you when you get a lot of stars. So you eventually will get Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Mario Brothers, the original, Pinball, which is fun as hell, by the way. Oh, yeah, like, Pinball was great. Oh, my God, it's so fun. Like, unnecessarily fun. Uh, golf, which the golf challenges are kind of stupid. Uh, Clue Clue Land, which is one of the hardest games I have ever played. Have you ever played Clue Clue Land? I actually haven't. I can't get. I can't do it. I always hated that game for the name because it's the dumbest name ever. Clue Clue Land. God, it's so hard, John. The control. I. I can't. I can't wrap my head around how to control it because you're on a grid system, and your guy is moving in one direction, and in order to change directions, you have to hold down up left or right. And, but that doesn't turn your character. It grabs onto the corner of one of these grid lines and then swings you 90 degrees. So if I want to move down, then as I'm passing across one of the grid lines, I have to hold down and then I kind of grab it and then swerve around at 90 degrees. But I have to let go and time it correctly because if I hold the down button, then I'll just keep swinging around it. It's it's so awkward. <laughs> my my it breaks my brain. Okay. It I cannot handle Clue Clue Land. Um, Excite Bike, which is awesome. Balloon Fight, which has the worst play control, second maybe only to Ice Climbers ever. Which is like the challenges are stupidly hard in that. Uh, Ice Climber, which is atrocious but i'll get to that wrecking crew which is perhaps the easiest game ever made and the challenges are are offensively easy super mario brothers and legend of zelda so those are the games so there's a lot of games and the remix stages are pretty cool the remix stages um sometimes there will be a challenge this goes for both remix stages and individual games sometimes there's a challenge and it's like get to donkey kong while avoiding flaming barrels and there will be some like special kind of barrel or donkey kong throwing him twice as fast or whatever so you complete the stage boom you're done with that other times there are four parts to the challenge so it will be like excite bike um land this ramp and land on your two wheels flat okay so you drive you land a ramp you land flat and then it's like boom boom good okay next one and then it restarts you and then has you do a second ramp. And then it restarts you as a third ramp. So there's three or four parts to the challenge. So that is pretty cool. And in the remix levels, sometimes they'll mix it up. Like sometimes part one of the challenge will be Super Mario Brothers. Part two of the challenge will be Legend of Zelda. Part three of the challenge will be Excite Bike. And they kind of have like an underlying theme. Like maybe beat the end boss of four different games. And it's like a boss rush kind of a thing. So that's how they mix up all these levels. And then also NES Remix levels have other challenges. Um, the most stressful one is the Super Mario Brothers 
speed runs, kind of, Mario is automatically running to the right for the entire level. So it's almost like and, an endless runner? Uh, he's just endlessly running to the right, and you have to either get through the whole level or kill a certain number of enemies or get a certain number of coins. Incredibly stressful and challenging because you cannot stop or slow down. Huh. Um, I hate those challenges. There's one uh, in one of the cheap, cheap levels where the fish are flying at you, you know, from from under under whatever. Yeah. So you not only have to, like, time it perfectly to where you're not being hit by them, but you're also having to jump into the platforming correctly. Those are very, very stressful for me. But those are some examples of some of the things. Um, Legend of Zelda, there's a boss rush one where you have to fight, like, five bosses in a row. Um, that's kind of challenging. Five or six Ending with Ganon, of course, who I don't understand how you beat him. I know you, like, I know you shoot the silver arrow at him, but, like, he's invisible for most of the battle. It's weird. So, um, so that's how that works. The weird thing in this game is the inconsistency of the difficulty of the challenges, and I think that's where I find it difficult to really, like, it. it's almost like there's such a huge span of difficulty that it's really hard to get a good handle on how I feel about the game because some of the challenges are so, like, they're so easy. They're not even, it, it, like, there's one that's in Donkey Kong Jr. Grab the fruit. You start under a vine. You hit jump and hold up, and you've grabbed the fruit. <laughs> like, that's the challenge. There's another one, there, and there are many like that. Like, there's one in... Let me grab let me grab this game. There's one in Donkey Kong that's jump over two barrels and you start in the middle of the stage and two barrels are coming at you and you jump over them. And that's the challenge. Okay. Like there's one in The Legend of Zelda, the first challenge is get the sword. You start at the start of the game, you walk into the cave really? and get the sword. Yeah. There's one that is uh by the blue ring. So you start in that screen where there's six statues. You touch the statue to make it move. You go down the staircase, and you touch the blue ring to buy it. That's the challenge. That is hilarious. Yeah, there's one for Legend of Zelda. There's a remix level, and it's Enter the Cave. So you start uh, on a screen where there's six of those the blue horse guys. You know the blue horse guy you have to beat to get the white sword? Yeah. In Zelda. So there's like six of them, and they're tough enemies. But you've got like 12 heart containers full you start on a screen where there's a cave and six of these guys, and it's get to the cave. Well, every couple steps you take, the screen gets blurry, like more and more blurry and pixelated. So after like eight or nine steps, it's everything's like a big blob. But you know where the cave is, and it doesn't matter how much damage you take because you have so many heart containers. So you essentially move to the right and then move up, and then that's it. So... Some of them are just... That's so weird. So easy. There's one in Mario, and it's like, kill ten enemies with the Koopa shell. And you start next to a Koopa shell. You kick it and run to the right. That and is just, so weird. I, like, it's, I know, I know. What a weird decision. And that, that's, that's, where, that's where it's hard to judge this game, because then there are other challenges that are incredibly difficult, and... You know, so to get three stars, it's all based on time. So if you do something too slowly, if you take too long to complete the pattern in Clue Clue Land, or you take too long to get to the top of the icicle thing in Ice Climbers, then you only get one or two stars. 
there were several occasions where I was like, there's no way I'm getting three stars, and I got three stars. There were other occasions where I thought I did great, and I only got two stars. So I had to replay it to get the three stars. So the the difficulty is so unbelievably inconsistent. I've completed all the challenges with three stars. I've got I've I've perfected, I've mastered all of the games except for Ice Climber and Balloon Fight. And and the remix stages and bonus stage. I'm kind of leaving those alone for now. But in terms of individual games, I've mastered all of the categories except Ice Climber, which has the worst controls ever. Have you played Ice Climber? I haven't. I've never played it. Oh my god. They're so bad. Like, jumping is is offensively bad in that game. Uh, That's terrible. And the final challenge in Balloon Fight is ridiculous. You have to collect, like, you have to get a perfect score, collect all these balloons while there's all these, like, tacks or flying stars flying around. It is insanely hard. I I don't know how I'm ever going to get three stars. So, outside of those two, I've completed all the challenges for all the other uh, remakes, all the other games. And then the remixes are, um, they're just inconsistent in difficulty. One, I think, is just straight up uh, rescue the princess in Donkey Kong. Okay, did that. Um, you know, there's, there's some that are just really hard and some that are really easy. Now, That's when you say inconsistent say. difficulty, are they inconsistent as the game goes on too? Like, will you get a really hard one and then a really easy one? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, that's... I, like, I skipped a few remix stages and, cause I couldn't beat them at all. I couldn't even beat them. And I skipped like three or four and then went to one and got three stars on it on my first try. That's really weird. It's so inconsistent. I have I in that's like it's kind of good to have a range of difficulty. I mean, it, it's good to be challenged. I don't mind when it's difficult. It's just it's yeah. It's more that it's more that it doesn't have a gradual difficulty curve, right? That's because uh, as far as platformers go, that's kind of like the hallmark. That's one of the hallmarks of them is that as the platformer. Like, as you get further in the game, it gets to be a harder game. It gets to be a harder well, platformer. Within each individual category, the difficulty generally scales up. The remix category, I can I understand why that doesn't necessarily scale, because there are different games, and some of them I'm better at than others. Okay. Like, Balloon Fight, I'm really bad at. So a Balloon Fight remix... I'm not going to do as well as a Zelda remix where I have to just beat five bosses because yeah. I've played a lot more Zelda. So there's that aspect to it. And I, I would imagine that I'm better at some games than others. There's also certain games with fewer variables. Like golf, you aim a certain direction, you shoot a certain strength, and and there you are. Like golf is much more controlled in variables than... I mean, obviously they're all pretty controlled, but golf, there's there's a little more like patience you can spend on things than like mario where you're running through a stage and you have to memorize the level sure like those running ones you have to just do over and over until you've got the level memorized pretty much so i think this game might be fun for speedrunners because you want to get the perfect score the fastest score sure you know some of these challenges take four seconds maybe not four some of them take like eight or 12 seconds others take 40 or Maybe 50 seconds, but almost all... I would say the average is 20 to 30 seconds across the game. Okay. So, you know, that's NES Remix. I I was disappointed, again, at the low volume of crossover levels. Yeah. Um, 
worth, it's, it's, worth 15 bucks? I would say probably. I mean, I'm cheap, so I would have rather spent 10 It's It's not going to rock your world or blow your mind, but it's certainly not a – it's not bad. I don't think it's a cheap cash-in. They clearly put some time and energy into it. It's just that in terms of like – in terms of consistency, it's hard to get a like one consistent read on the game. Um, but if you're if you're looking for a little bit of challenge, then it's not bad. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just not. I I, I just think that uh, there's some interesting design decisions, and it's it's hard to like. Yeah, it's just hard to review it. I guess I th- I think personally. Now they just announced NES Remix Two. Did you know that? No, they've already so announced on, NES Remix Two. Yeah, on Nintendo Direct, it's coming out next month. And one of the features of that apparently is that you can play all of Super Mario Brothers. Except all the levels have been flipped uh, uh, horizontally, so it's going from right to left, and you play as Luigi. So you have extra jump power, and everything is backwards. And that's kind of cool. I mean, that's certainly a change, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to... I'm not going to buy that. And they're also releasing NES Remix 1 and 2 in retail as a package together. Wow. I'm going to have to read the reviews on Remix 2 before I get it. Like, I, I want a little more variety. So it depends on what games they include, and we'll see. It does. I mean, so it doesn't. It just by hearing you talk about it, it. I guess I just expect more from Nintendo, is my problem. Like, it doesn't sound up to their usual level of quality when you talk about it. Um. I mean, if you liked these games, like I, I don't. I'm just so used to. I'm just so used to when a Nintendo specific property comes out, something that Nintendo is like a first party thing. I'm so used to there being just like this glowing feeling about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, well, I'm not used to this kind of apathy that's been going on with some of these most more recent titles. And I mean, neither of us have played Dr. Luigi, but I'm assuming that it's kind of a similar, it'd be a similar feeling towards it. Well, but again, if you're really in love with these NES games, like I find some NES games to be stressful because they're very like Mario. I I, I tweeted this at you or maybe I texted it to you. Super Mario brothers stresses me out. Yeah, but that's not, that's not really my point. I mean, you can still objectively, you can still, talk about whether a game is like good or not like even games that you don't necessarily enjoy people can generally agree that they are like good games maybe so it just does it doesn't seem like there is as i don't know maybe i'm not describing the the feeling well enough but it just no you're not it it feels like there is a general like apathy towards the quality of these games of this particular game maybe um, I, I don't know. I like I said, I don't think it's bad. Uh, I'm just looking at it. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts on it, and they're they're not coming to me. I think I'm caffeine crashing, even though I literally just finished a second cup of coffee. Maybe it's because we're recording it uh early two, in the two morning. We're yeah, recording at two a.m. We had I made two a.m. when up. you wake up. I made you, generally. I made you wake up at two a.m. Thank you for that. Um, no, I I think it's a it's a fine game. Um. I think it would be fun at parties. Like, I think it would be fun if I was playing it with a friend and we were just kind of hanging it back and forth and trying the challenges together. I think that'd be pretty fun. 
like if if our friend John from Russia was was here, I think that'd be a fun game to kind of pass it back and forth, where like you're trying to like really beat these challenges because some of the harder ones that might be fun. But for me, like I don't want to grind and in order to complete a challenge for a thirty second chunk of an NES game, like that's not fun to me. And I think the ones that are there are some that are a great amount of challenge. Like Clue Clue Land last night, I finally beat. <laughs> I, I didn't spend that long on it but the final challenge i mean it took me five or six or the second second or third to last challenge took me five or six tries because i kept getting two stars but then when i got the three stars i was like okay awesome i got the three stars very rewarding very cool and that was good but some of the challenges i just think are gonna be too hard to get three stars on and then others like i said are just like a joke in terms of how easy they are so yeah, it's it's kind of all across the board. Maybe that's good. It, it probably a lot of your enjoyment may be based on your ability as a player. If you're a really good NES gamer, maybe you'll find the whole thing boring. Um, so I can't really say for sure, but I think like for a family, it might be fun to kind of sit around and you. It's, it was fun to get a taste of all these games. Like I I didn't realize how much I would love pinball. I may even get a Steam pinball game just like. As a result of this. Yeah, pinball's I great. I didn't realize they could be that fun. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, not not a bad game, though. I don't want to give it a, a bad rap. I, I just think it's it does some things well, others not. We'll see how NES Remix 2 is. Which, again, I'm not going to buy until I read a lot of reviews on it. Right on. And do you know anything about Donkey Kong 3? Um, For NES? Yeah. No. What a weird-ass game. No, I know nothing about it. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, you run. You're some generic dude that's not Mario, and you run across the bottom of the screen with a bug spray. And there are two beehives, and you have to shoot the bug spray at insects and Donkey Kong. Sounds like a. It sounds like a fever dream. It's really weird and trippy. And it, I read something somewhere once that's like Donkey Kong Three is one of the weirdest like games in the franchise. But yeah, uh, that was a while ago, and I I had forgotten about it. And then I see this, and I'm like, what? Yep, so, sounds like a fever dream. I mean, but so is so much of Nintendo. I mean, Mario Brothers, you're a plumber that runs around the Mushroom Kingdom. and It's kind of true. Yeah, so there's that. I'm attempting to power down my Wii U. Oh, there we go. It finally worked. I had to hold power for about 10 seconds. Yeah, that remote play is rough. But anyway, so I'll be playing Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns this week, and you'll be having a baby. Yeah, I'll, be having, so I'll, I'll be having a baby. So I'll see what I can do about next week and see if I can find some other unqualified gamer to uh, oh, stop Oh, I'm sure you'll be able to find one. Where Where am I going to... Who talks to me? Who is my friend? Well, the internet is your friend. It's oh, also It's also your enemy, but it's also your friend. It's my enemy if I'm trying to beat Pokemon on Twitch TV. Apparently. Like, do you think they'll ever beat it? I, I think they will, just be, because there is a weird perseverance I think you can find on the internet, right? So, I uh, I think that eventually they will. And that Pidgeot can do a lot. <laughs> it's a Pidgeot. That Pidgeot can do quite a bit. It's a Pidgeot. So, as usual, listener, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry Cody had to be here today. Um, but, you know, he's he's part of this, whether we want him to be or not. So... Yeah, um, subscribe to us on iTunes and on YouTube, or I'll cut you. And you can write us a review on iTunes, too. Do that, yeah. UnqualifiedGamers.com is our website. 
And uh, we're very excited about that. So go see us. Although I'm sure you went to one of those three places if you're hearing this. Unless you pirated this episode. I hope you didn't pirate this episode, listener. Did you go to Pirate Bay and pirate this episode? Can I be the animal? Like, on the morning is show? Is this Cody and the animal? On the unqualified morning show? Yeah. This is Cody and the animal here in the morning talking about games. <laughs> Not enough sound effects. No, you need to throw a few in there, though. No. Too much post-production effort. Yeah, that's true. Not going to happen. You're not very good at it. 